Depressing song, Maureen? No, that's E.T. Oh, it's E.T. I just made a friend. Happy. Okay, I have a funny story about, we're back with Maureen Quinn, my friend of 27 years, my sidekick here. We're having a great time. Love Maureen's laughter and and fun fun humor and and, uh, profundity. Is that a word? I just made it up. Um, and we've been friends for 27 years, and she lives in Hollywood. So, Maureen, hello. Now, I have a funny story about Drew Barrymore. When I was on General Hospital, I was 19 years old, and I won a Youth in Film Award. And at the award ceremony, I guess it was the year E.T. came out or something, there was Drew Barrymore, and she was about six years old. And uh, I was 19. She was six. And so I'm a, I get my award, and she gets, and she goes, and so I guess I thank you and all that. And the star of my award was like a little crooked. So I sit down, and then Drew Barrymore accepts her award. And like the true legendary, hereditary acting thespian family, she gets up there and like weeps at her award. It was hilarious. It was so sweet. She's like, I just had never won an award before. This is so amazing. I mean, it was just the cutest thing in the world. And then she walks up to me afterwards, and I go, well, Drew Barrymore, congratulations. And she looks, and she goes, your star is crooked. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, she's something else. She really oh, is. Oh my goodness! I know. Oh Doesn't my. She just sort of, uh, you know, amplify the essence of love, though. She does. I really oh, like Drew Barrymore. Love child, isn't she? Yes, yes, she is. Okay, now on a completely different note, let's go to Life Magazine's 100 People Who Change the World. Now these aren't. These, we, we've been going through some chronologically in the religious section. And uh, just to recap, it's all archived. We did Abraham and Buddha and Confucius and Aristotle and Jesus and Muhammad and Pope Urban II, Joan of Arc, Gandhi, Mother Teresa, Billy Graham, Pope John Paul II, and now, because I say it's who changed the world, Osama bin Laden. So he definitely did change the world. Let's read about him. You ready, Maureen? Amen. Okay, this is according to Life Magazine, 100 People Who Changed the World, Osama bin Laden. Not since Hitler had America's rage and hatred been so intently focused on one man. Not since World War II has the nation been so united concerning the righteousness of its aim to take the enemy dead or alive. For all that, on September 10th, 2001, the day before the hijacked airlines crashed into buildings in New York City and Washington, D.C., and a field in rural Pennsylvania, there wasn't a citizen in 50 who could have told you much about Osama bin Laden. That's really true. On September 12th, everyone was asking, who is this man? He was a charismatic leader of a network of radical Islamist cells pledged to rid their holy land of infidels. Particularly galling to bin Laden and his al-Qaeda brethren was the presence of the U.S. military on Saudi soil during and since the Gulf War in 1990, as well as America's support of Israel, which continues to deny Palestinians a separate state. Bin Laden declared jihad. A holy war against which is yeah, uh, against the U.S. from his Afghan redoubt, and in 1998 made his intention plain to kill Amer- quote to kill Americans and their allies, civilians and military, is an individual duty for every Muslim who can do it. End quote. 
It is now clear, says according to Life magazine, that he was listened to and is listened to today, even in death. He was a remarkable personal his was a remarkable personal transformation from a benign, some say feckless skin of a prominent family into a leader of whom thousands, if not millions, would give their own lives to kill others. He was born in 1957 and was indulged as a child. When his father died in 1968, bin Laden inherited $80 million. His fortune as of 9-11, which represented a part of Al-Qaeda's financial bedrock, was variously estimated to be between 200 and 300 million. At King uh, University, uh, King Abdul Aziz University, he became enthralled with a professor, a Palestinian who was a leader in the Muslim Brotherhood an organization that spearheaded a 1970s resurgence in Middle Eastern religiosity and preached the notion of pan-Islamism, a unification of the world's billion-plus Muslims. If that was bin Laden's dream, he certainly came nowhere near accomplishing it. The vast majority of his followers in the religion would never follow his cruel, fanatical line. But yes, he changed the world everywhere on 9-11 and pitted a sliver of radical Islam against the West at a pitch not so feverish since the Crusades. He also pitted himself against the United States as the most wanted man. He was killed by a team of Navy SEALs at his hideout in Pakistan on May 2nd, 2011. You know, there you have it. <laughs> I saw, yeah. it, it to me, these stories are interesting to, to read about their childhoods. Uh, mm. That he was from a prominent family and was was a feckless uh, boy and uh, was indulged and uh, the fortune that he had. I never really realized all that that he had. That no, kind of no, and you know I don't know. Have you ever been back to Ground Zero there? Now, you know I I lived in New York and I've been back and forth in New York and I've never been. Mm, I know I took Quinn there and how do you explain to a child, you know? what what happened here i just you know you can feel the energy there and it is uh you know you, you become speechless you just stand there and and you know and because she's like mommy how how does that happen how how did somebody do that or why 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 mm-hmm. how, how do you explain that and mm-hmm. then you see these children on the hbo special who you know uh you know lost their their parents and their loved ones and and you just um, there's so much, you know, you're right, in, in the world where we'll, we'll never, how do you explain it? How do you, how do you make sense? Well, uh, you know, it, 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 to me, um, Juliet was three and a half, and I've told this story before, but it, since we're on the subject, I mean, I, I awakened in horror. I was there working on a television series, Strong Medicine, and saw, uh, you know, at that moment, it was just the fires in the three states, uh, you know, um, New York, well, in New York City, and in, in Washington D.C., the cities, and then and then in Pennsylvania, and I immediately got in the car. I was just, I was like, I'm going home because I. And, and you and I, you and I, I guess we're in touch at the time, even though we've been mm-hmm. friends for 27 years. Mm-hmm. And so I'm getting, I'm getting you and I because I was in L.A. Mm-hmm. But I got in my car and drove uh, straight home to Texas, and uh, and because people were saying they were telling me to get out of L.A. because the, a lot of the planes were bound for L.A. Anyway, Juliet yeah. looked looked at me and she was three, she was three, three and a half, and she said, Mom. Are we going to see the face of God today? Oh, 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 oh the children. These yeah. Children. Are we going to see the face of God today? And that's what's amazing when little kids are born. You know, Juliet, I pulled up, I pulled up in the driveway one day. Oh. I'll never forget. And she was before 9-11. And she looked at me and she said, I miss God. I miss him. I want to talk to him. The beauty in the world, the bittersweetness of it all, how life is 
so painfully beautiful in the midst of all this ugly horror. We see these courageous New York firemen rushing yes. in when everyone's rushing out mm-hmm. and, and to, to, to save the others. And they're in there wow, to go back the to go back in this America. Look at our America. Yes, exactly. You know, you oh, guys rock. And uh-huh. you know, those guys on the plane, you know, let's roll. You go, yay, America. Oh, my goodness. But also, see, that that's what we were talking about earlier in the earlier monologue about God being in the midst of disasters um, and and storms. And certain people believe that God creates the storms. I don't I don't believe that. But but I mean, he kind of created the world and these things happen. But but I think God is in the midst of them. And they're in the midst of that incredible, devastating, uh, tyrannical act of of murder. There was God. Where was God? God was in the love of those people who were willing yeah. to sacrifice their own lives to save others. So it was something. Okay. So moving on here, Maureen, why don't you do a quote? And I'm going to do a Constitution, Constituting America, Constitution, Our Constitution Rocks, my daughter's book. But you do your movie quote first. Oh, okay. We got, guess what? We got a special little treat here. And it's okay. uh, just kind of cool, but just because I like it. And uh, we'll see if you can guess what it is. Ready? Okay. Okay. First, she ruins my life, and then she ruins my life. <laughs> yes, that quote. <laughs> That's Rob Morrow, Northern Exposure, right? Or something I like that? I love it. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> See, it's Northern Exposure. You got to love that. Oh, you know, I want to get the, you, you, I, I have to go purchase the, the, the DVDs myself, but I would, lo- I would like to start watching them with Juliet so she can really, really see well them. Really well written. Yeah, it's kind of weird to watch them. It's kind of, and we, I took Juliet to uh, Seattle last year, and uh, it, it's kind of bizarre to go back to that phase of my life that was so vibrant and so intense, and yet so long ago now. But uh, it really was a good show. I know, it does. Okay, so here we go. Uh, our Constitution Rocks. And this is my daughter's book, which Barnes & Noble has just picked as one of the top five books your child should read. Isn't that cool, Marie? That is the coolest. Bravo. Yeah, yeah that's a really a big, cool thing. Big, 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 big hug. That's really fun. So Don't I love that. this book. It's called Our Constitution Rocks. It's available, of course, at Barnes & Noble, the stores, or Barnes & Noble Online, okay. or Amazon.com. And, and uh, signature. Okay. Yes. And I loved watching Quinn read it. But it's great for, for kids, but it's also great for adults. So I'm going to read from it today. This is our, what Juliet does is she breaks it down into segments that, that are great for even us. But the bottom line, what were they thinking? Why should I care? What kids say. Breaking it down. How could I make a difference? <laughs> well, so what perfect. has it done for me lately? <laughs> and isn't it just perfect? Because those are the questions and the thoughts. Yeah, right. It's like, what have you done for me lately? Go, Look, what, just cut it. What's the bottom line? Yeah. Yeah, they were wearing tights and wigs, so whatever. Um, okay, so Article 1, it's pretty funny if you think about the way they dress with those ponytails and their their knickers and, and know, their tights. The you get their attention and now, you know. <laughs> okay, Article 1, Section 9, Clause 8. This is fun. No title of mobility, nobility shall be granted by the United States, and no person holding any office of profit or trust under them shall, without the consent of Congress, accept of uh, of any present emollient office or title, emolument office or title of any kind, whatever, from any king, prince, or foreign state. I think that's really interesting. They're very, very particular in Congress. You can't give a gift over forty-five dollars or thirty-five dollars or something, and and so they didn't want they didn't want our 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 kings. Uh, I mean, they didn't want foreign influence, so they didn't want someone to be able to bribe. 
um, anybody that was that was in Congress or you know in, in the government whatsoever, like a king at that time, coming and bribing us with money or titles. So I really love the effect, effect the, the fact that no title of nobility shall be granted by the United States. No king. No King George Washington. The bottom line, Juliet says, Article 1, Section 9, Clause 8, this is according to Juliet, says no citizen of the United States can be given a title of nobility by the president, by the United States government. Also, no person in politics can be kinged or crowned with a noble title. I'll read one more section. What were they thinking? This is what Juliet says. Our whole Revolutionary War was fought to protect America from, e- from ever having a king Again, our founding fathers fought the war for a nation that would abide under this clause. They wanted to make certain that no king or nobility would seize America. Pretty cool, huh? There's your constitutional moment of the day. Bravo. I'm applauding. From our constitution rocks. And God bless okay. you for keeping us on the, the track of, of uh, ke- keeping our founding fathers and our foundation alive. Well, you know... Thank you. Yeah. It's a mission. I think I was born with it. At at age eight, I looked up at my dad, which is very bizarre. Who's a West Pointer? I looked up at my dad and said, "Dad, if our founding fathers were to come back today, what would they be most disappointed about?" I was eight. You were so born for it. I was. I have a picture of John Adams and George Washington up on my up on my wall in the kitchen. I'm weird. I mean, it's uh, you're right. Some people are just born born into it. It's a passion more that you're born maybe with, than others. Yeah, know? I think we're all born with those flames. You okay, know what? we, we have to wrap. You're listening to God. Yeah, we, yeah, well, you, yeah. Well, there you God, go. The message we go. Okay, use me as your instrument. That's it? right. And God is talking to me, and and uh, I believe that the, the 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 United States Constitution gives us the articles one, two, and three, and four, and five, and six, and seven protect. Those Bill of Rights of ours, which include freedom of religion, and without them, that those checks and balances, we would lose all of our, all of our rights that we treasure so much. Maureen, Alan's playing the music, so we have to stop now. But why don't you? We end with our final quote of the day. What's our yes, quote? And amen. Yeah. We have here. Uh, it's Plato. Oh, good! I love Plato. Okay, Plato. We can easily forgive a child who is afraid of the dark. The real tragedy of life is when men are afraid of the light. Ooh, perfect for the whole show today. The wow. real tra- What is it? The yes, real what? Is when men are afraid of the light? The real what? It is uh, when uh, the real tragedy of tragedy. life is when mm. men are afraid of the light. Oh, the we can easily tragedy. forgive a child oh, who is so afraid true. of the dark. That is a great, great, great quote. It fits perfectly with our show today. Well, God bless, Maureen. God bless you for listening. I hope you have a blessed day. Follow, God, yes, follow Maureen at Maureen Q. Quinn on Twitter. And you can follow me at Janine Turner and or my Janine Turner fan page on Facebook. And we put these links out all day long. You can listen to section by section, 10 minutes here, 10 minutes there, or the whole show on demand. Whenever you want to listen, we're here. All right. You have a you have a great day.